Gutter Trash, episode 224 of The Detective. My name is Eric. I am Jason. How is your pussy handling you today? <laughs> How's, excuse me, coming in? <laughs> no, <laughs> I am done. <laughs> My pussy? I don't have one. <laughs> I, sir, have been bestowed with a manly thing. <laughs> An infernal manly thing? <laughs> An infernal man thing. <laughs> It's um, not as good as giant size. Giant size man thing. I've never had a giant size man thing. <laughs> Neither have I. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen them. Uh-huh. Oh, the two. And, and, you know, the the desire maybe to buy one has been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I've decided I, I don't need that. Right. I, I can make do without. I think I saw one once, but it, it was soiled. It had some water damage. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> Brittle at that yeah. point. And I just like, if I'm going to get a giant size man thing, I want one that I can slab. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to protect that shit. Oh, yeah. For future generations. <laughs> get it graded. Yeah, that's right. CGC. <laughs> Signature series. Hey, let's, uh, let's go off the rails here. Uh, I know it's early in the show and we're, yeah. we're already heading straight into, you know, our topical area, but, uh, let's, uh, Let's uh, let's go off the rails. Yeah, for a heck yeah. Because uh, I kind of want to get your opinion on this. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I, I read a, a, a comic related story that uh, I thought was, in a way, it was kind of funny to me. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's like super dickish. Oh. Uh, I'm intrigued. So. Uh, the, uh, I believe, uh, I believe he's an artist, uh, inker at least, uh, uh, uh Mike Dringenberg. Dringenberg, okay, uh, don't, I don't recognize it. He was, he is credited as the co-creator of The Sandman. Okay. Along with Neil Gaiman and, uh, Sam Keith. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess he doesn't do... Like a ton of work anymore, but occasionally he does appear at uh, conventions. And there was a convention in uh, Seattle uh, last weekend, the Emerald City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a fan of his sent to a friend of his who li- who was going to that show uh, a copy of, of one of the early issues of Sandman. And, uh, to get it autographed by, by Mike Tringenberg. Okay. Um, and then when he received the comic, uh, the signature said, for eBay, comma, Mike Tringenberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, did the, the guy getting the signature, like, tip him off that that's what they were going to do with it? Uh, no. No. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, I mean, well, the, the person who the, the signature was for was very upset. 
Because <laughs> allegedly, you know, he just wanted the autograph. Just for him. Yeah, because he's a fan. Um, but, uh, you know, Mike Trinenberg just assumed that uh, they were just going to sell it on eBay. Huh. Now, that is odd to me because who knows who that guy is? Like, I didn't know who that guy is, and I've I've read every issue of Sandman. Right. Uh, uh, who is going to be bidding on something just because he signed it? Apparently, he is. Uh, his name does add something to early issues of Sandman, at least. Huh. Uh, he, he is quite in demand to have his autograph on on. Really? Yes. Hmm. But my thing is that, like, they showed the picture of the comic, and uh, last fall when uh, Joe and I went to uh, the Cincinnati Comic Expo, uh, we were standing in line to meet uh, uh, Steve Bissett and Rick Beach and uh, uh, John Tottlebein. Okay. And there was a guy in front of me who had like a big stack of, of old swamp things. And this is the first time I had ever seen this. Uh, but they were like wrapped in like a blue tape of some sort. Like it, it wasn't actual tape. Like it wasn't connected to the comic. Right. Uh, but it was like, okay, what it actually was sort of like, it was like a backing board, like a bag and board. Okay. That had like a window cut out. For him to sign? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which. To me, like, you know, I mean, you know me, and I, I can't give a shit, like, the condition of my comics. Right, like, you know, yeah. As long as they're readable. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and so, like, whenever I go to a convention and I want to get, you know, signatures or whatever, you know, I, <laughs> I just shove a bunch of books in my bag and, you know. The corners I, are getting all binged up. Right, right yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I pull them out and they're just covered with, like, hand sweat and, you know, whatever <laughs> else. Chocolate or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Yeah, and so, yeah, so I don't care. And, like, even, uh, like, when uh, John Tidalbot signed my Swamp Things, uh, I think it was him, can't remember. Like, he was signing it with, like, uh, you know, kind of a gel-type pen, like a gold ink. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, you might want to be careful with that. They might smudge, you know. And I was like, okay. You know, <laughs> Throw them in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, so I saw that guy in front of me who had, like, all those bags, and, like, they were just, like, Portions Those of little the windows, or right? Whatever. Yeah, with like they were like kind of partitioned, partened off with uh, you know blue tape, and so like the picture of this guy's Mike Trinkenberg's signature had that blue tape. Okay, you know that that little window. I was like, ah, eh, that seems weird because that does seem like something that you know it's someone who's super anal about it, and like you know it just seems like that's something that they're gonna send in to get graded. Right. right? Yeah. 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 And then, you know, what do you do with a graded comic other than just... You don't read it, that's for sure. You don't read it, so yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, sell it, that, know, is, right? that is that is a weird, like, I mean, like, I got a couple different thoughts. So, I mean, you know, first of all, um, like, personally, autographs on anything mean zero to me unless I was there and it just, like, reminds me of the experience of meeting the person. So, if that guy wasn't even there... To me, that's just like, there's, I mean, there's nothing to that, you know? Well, I disagree with that. Yeah. Because I've had you send, you know, uh, like you got Stuart Imanen's uh, right. autograph for me when you went to TCAF. Right. And, you know, I've had, you know, uh, like an ex-girlfriend of mine, you know, went to meet Warren Ellis and she got a couple of autographs for me for that. Right. 
you know, and she did the same for me for like Mark Miller and Frank Quietly and all that. And like, like I wasn't there, but I have those comics with their signatures on them. And, and it's a little more special than, yeah. I mean, I, I can see that, but like her, I would have loved to have you know, right. been able to do that to, to actually talk to them or whatever, right, yeah. or at least just shook their hand or something. Right. Uh, but you know, and, and all, and you know, and like some of them are personalized and some of them aren't like, you know, like, like, the, the Superman comic that you got for me uh, was signed for Eric, you know, and Stuart Eminem, and even though I wasn't there, and, you know. Like, so that's a good point. If the guy would have had it asked to have it personalized. Right. And I guess, and the guy did say that, like, he would have loved to have had it personalized. Like, but Mike Trinchenberg just, you know, went ahead and, and wrote for eBay right. no matter what. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that seems dickish, but at the same time, you're right, it is kind of funny, like, because I'm sure a lot of these people are getting sick of just seeing things go right up on eBay after they, right. like, that's why a lot of sports guys started, you know, charging for autographs that they used to just, like, go to the games and, uh, you know, sign for anybody, and then, and then a lot of them started only signing for kids, right. but a lot of people were, like, paying kids, like, hey, I'll give you $10 if you... Take this ball over there and have, you know, Sammy Sosa sign it. So, yeah, I mean, it has become, like, this whole sickening collector thing that diminishes the, you know, the, like, experience of people who just want something like a souvenir. Right. But personally, like, I mean, and I'm not saying you're wrong for your, you know, Stuart Diamond thing. It's just, personally, I, I couldn't care less about an autograph for me unless, unless it, like, reminds me of, like, an experience of, like, meeting the person. Right. Like, and yeah. I totally get what you're saying there, too. Mm. And like I said, I would have loved to have gone to Toronto mm. and right. Stuart but, you know, nobody invited me. <laughs> and, uh... Canada didn't invite you? Fuck that place. <laughs> uh, but, and, you know, like, like you know, certainly, like, you know, I... I you know, treasure is a weird thing to say, because in the end, they're just comics. Right. But, you know, uh, you know, I certainly treasure the fact that I have, like, the first eight issues of Swamp Thing signed by, you know, Steve Bissett and yeah, John yeah. Talibon than I do, you know, like, you know, yeah, it means a little more than the, the Superman autograph you got for me. Right. But at the same time, I, I like them all, and, you know, I'm... I'm I know what you mean. It's, yeah. it's kind of a bonus. Like, I've bought stuff before, just, like, in back-issue boxes before, and I get it home, and there'd be an autograph in it. Like, oh, right. that's cool. That's a little something. But, you know, but that doesn't... Like, if I was going through and selling my comics, that wouldn't make me keep it, whereas... Right, yeah, yeah. Like, like recently I did sell all my, like, Anders Nelson single-issue comics, because I've got the, like, a collection that has everything in it, and I was selling all the single ones on eBay, and when I was looking through them to, like, grade them, I saw that one of them I had autographed right. in, like, 05, like, when I went to TCAF, I met him, and, uh, and I was like, oh, I'll keep that one. So I kept that one. Right. Because I was like, yeah, it reminds me of TCAF and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a connection to something like that. It just, like, you know, I don't know. Remind, it's, like, nostalgic and, like, just kind of fun. And, yeah. You know. But, th- yeah, it is weird. The whole, like, pristine condition window thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you know, yeah, like, I don't want to. Like, I, I do think Mike Dringenberg is, is kind of a dick for doing that. <laughs> right. But at the same time, like, all the evidence does seem to point to the fact that this guy is probably just going to sell it on eBay. And you wonder if maybe, like, maybe the guy, like, that was on the mission of having the book signed, like, somehow fucked it up. Because maybe, right, yeah. maybe like, you know, when the guy in, in, in line ahead of him was getting something signed, maybe 
I don't know, maybe this guy was on the phone or just talking to the guy behind right, him and, right. and he said something that made... He had a bad vibe. Yeah, right. and the guy was like, oh, this guy doesn't know anything about these comics. I'm just going to... Yeah, I mean, you never know who who uh, fucked that situation up. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, yeah, my, my first inclination is to say, like, yeah, you're right, dickish, because, I mean, to me, I'm I'm really surprised that his autograph would command any sort of right, premium because right. i mean you'd think like if you list sandman comic autographed in the ebay title people would get excited because like oh maybe new even signed right, it right, yeah. <laughs> but it surprises me that anybody would just because he touched it right i don't know yeah i don't know either i just uh I something you said reminded me of that right like like i just wanted to, to gauge what your opinion of that would be it is weird because um stan lee is going to be at a couple of conventions this year, and we've had a lot of people coming in looking for books to have signed by them, yeah. and they're like, "What would be a good one to have signed?" And I was like, "I don't know. What's your favorite Marvel comic?" You right, know, right. That's what I always say. And and uh, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I just, I just like Marvel." And I'm like, "Well, I, I would just I was like, well, anything that they've ever published would be appropriate for him to sign, right. but maybe something better would be to have something that he actually wrote, right. and in, like the perfect situation." Would be something he wrote that you really like. Yeah, you know that's what I always say. And uh, they usually just look at me really weird, like that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) 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 Do you have the first appearance of you know Barbarella or or Stripperella, whatever it's called? Um, Yeah, well, like you know, it goes back to the the situation I said, like when I, you know, had you get stuff autographed for me, or like. My ex girlfriend did, or like I think I've even sent Joe out with some stuff once. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you just said your ex girlfriend. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, I mean, like when I do that, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you're gonna go to this place, and this specific person is gonna be here. I really like this thing that they did. Yeah, uh, here's an issue of that comic, please. Right. You know, not like, uh, hey, if you just happen to like, you know, just. See an artist that isn't doing anything, you know, try yeah. to find out, you know, yeah. just you know, pick something up in a quarter box and just have them sign it. Right. Yeah. And, and I know I've seen people do that at, like, because like, Mavericks uh, sets up at Jim CityCon, and, like, when Chris Claremont was there, we'd have customers come in uh, to the convention, like, oh, yeah, Chris Claremont's here. Like, do you have anything that he wrote that I could buy real quick and have him sign? And it's like, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, most people gravitate towards the X-Men, but right. I'm like, you know, you knew he was going to be here. Um, yeah, why, yeah, why didn't yeah. you bring something from your collection? And if you and if you don't like him enough to own anything by him, then that seems weird. Right. You know, yeah. I don't know. So it's, it's a weird little. Yeah. Like uh, you know, like I met Tim Seeley once with with a different ex girlfriend, and uh, she's she's a big fan of, of his and like hack slash and all that. But, oh, yeah. uh, we we didn't bring anything for him to, to autograph, but we knew he was going to be doing sketches. Uh, like she definitely wanted you know some sketches from him, and uh, uh, so uh, you know that's pretty much all we were going to do. But like I figured, hey, while we're here, you know, and you know, because it was like a super small convention, so not a lot of people were there anyway. It's not like an hour long line or anything. Right, right, yeah. I mean, we were like pretty much hung out at his table for like an hour while he drew. You sure that wasn't Kurt Dins? Uh... No, because I wouldn't <laughs> wait an hour for that guy. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and uh, so, like, I wanted, you know, I figured, hey, what the hell, I'll get a sketch, too. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, I, like, 
you know, uh, whenever I, I want someone to, to sketch something for me, it's pretty much always Blue Beetle. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I, you know, I bet he probably needs reference. Right. So, like, I had to go into, the, like, the the dealer room and, like, find, like, a an blue. old issue of Justice right. League so that, you know, he, I could give him a reference point. You know? Right. And, like, so I asked him, and I was like, do you need a reference? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and, you know, I had this book that I just bought for 50 cents. <laughs> right. That was totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, was he was his Blue Beetle pretty good? Then? Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really good. Because he's nice gonna guy. be at, he's gonna be at Gym City. I know. Yeah. yeah, maybe he'll be drawing some more Blue Beetles. Could be, but not for me. Not for you. Yeah, no. I will be in uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, my new home. Oh. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's because of the chili, right? Yep. You love that chili. I love that chocolatey cinnamon chili. Mm. Mm. Tasty. <laughs> is that the secret ingredient? The chocolate? Uh, chocolate and uh, cinnamon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That is why Cincinnati chili is disgusting. I bet. Yeah. It's barely chili. So I like chocolate and cinnamon, but right, yeah. I hold the chili. Yep. Uh, the detective. <laughs> We've been talking about the detective. <laughs> We have been detecting our opinions about something unrelated. <laughs> yeah, we watched The Detective. Yeah, we did. There might be a reason why I decided to talk about something completely <laughs> different. <laughs> was it because it was so awful? Um, Sort of. Yeah? Yeah. It wasn't awful. I did not like it. But I didn't like it at all, yeah. It was it was so boring. It was very boring. I've I've never watched a movie that that had this thought uh lingering in my head more than this one, which was when is this going to end? That's funny that you say that. Because that's the second thought that I kept thinking over and over <laughs> about this movie. Right. Yeah. Uh or it was more along the lines of how much longer? Yeah, yeah. How much? Like, like. Okay, this has got to be like. Right. They're wrap. This has got to be wrapping up. Like an up. hour in, I was like, okay, we're, we're coming towards the end here, yeah. right? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, there was still another uh, hour left. It was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Uh, my my first thought that I kept thinking was, uh, was this all done in one take? <laughs> you mean? Like all of Sinatra's scenes, yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that something he's famous for? Yeah, that is the the rumor. Yeah, yeah. that uh, he refuses to do more than one take on anything, yeah. what, unless he like fucks up a line completely. Or I don't know, because I, mean, I didn't hear I didn't hear him fuck anything up, but maybe not that we know of. Right, well, that's true. Oh, it's, <laughs> I mean, he didn't like stumble on his words, or right? Anything, yeah, but, but he could have just made up shit. Right, yeah, and everyone was forced to react. It's possible. I don't know. He was old Frankie Blue Eyes or whatever they call him. <laughs> Just Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes. Yeah. Okay. Blue Eyes. <laughs> so, man. Yeah, so Frank Sinatra's in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, uh, surprisingly enough, not the worst actor in it. No, yeah. Yeah, his boss is awful. Oh, fuck yeah, he is. Well, <laughs> 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 Okay, I've never liked Frank Sinatra, and I've never had any interest in seeing or hearing anything he's ever done. Right. Um, so, I, in case someone doesn't know, the reason I picked this movie is because 
it's it's based on a book by the same name, The Detective, um, which is the prequel to a novel that was turned into the movie Die Hard. Right. Which everybody with a brain loves yeah. because it's fucking amazing. Die Hard's the greatest. It is. <laughs> this is one of the greatest action movies, one of the greatest Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the polar opposite of, oh, yeah. of Die Hard. <laughs> it's slow. It doesn't take place at Christmas. Uh, everyone has shoes on. Uh, there's no glass that breaks. It's just this is uh, uh, the character isn't named John McClane. Uh, he's named Joe Leland. Uh, they they obviously changed it for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, just the thought that it all comes from the same source. Isn't that bizarre? It's mind-boggling. It is. It is. Because you watch this. Okay, here's the third thought that I kept hearing <laughs> from this movie. Uh, when the fuck is anything going to happen? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the most exciting scene in the movie, spoiler, is when they find a U-Haul truck full of homosexuals. <laughs> Just like... 40, like, homosexuals making out in the back of a, a semi-truck. A semi-truck, yeah. yeah. Uh, multiple semi-trucks. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down by the waterfront. Yep. Uh, which, uh, hey, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd say bad for them. I mean, like... It does seem weird. I mean, like, it seems like even in the, what, 50s? When was this made? Uh, 69. 69, uh, wow. 68, actually. It seems like by then... Even by the 50s, like, they wouldn't have to make out on the back of a dark truck. I mean, at least, like, under the boardwalk, maybe, by the crashing waves, that'd be maybe, a little... Maybe, yeah. Well, that's that's sort of the thing about this movie, is it was, it was... Well, the novel itself was written in 66, or at least published in 66. Hmm. Um, the movie was made in 68, but, man, does it really feel like just an old episode of Dragnet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it looks more like the fifties. Yeah, like, like, like yeah, a color, a col- it's like a colorized fifties yeah. movie. Like like all the cops are wearing, you know, suits and the fedoras and those and the like waistline up to their nipples, right? Uh, like even even like the 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 no good nicks and the you know the 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 thugs and everything. They're all immaculately dressed. Yeah, you know, there there's no hippies. Yeah, there's in this no movie. yeah none. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's so weird. Is it supposed to be set in the fifties? Maybe. I don't, I don't I mean, think so. I, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think know. they ever said. Yeah. Huh. I mean, maybe it was. I don't know. Just man, it was super slow. Super uh, slow. Very slow. And and I gotta say, yeah, uh, Frank Snatcher was a better actor than I imagined. Uh-huh. But he is a shitty detective. <laughs> <laughs> like like like, all throughout the movie. Like, he's, like, not picking up on things that are happening in his, like, personal life and on his job. Right. And and it's like, this movie is not about, like, you'd think a movie called The Detective is about, you know, ooh, there's going to be some detective work. And it's going to be, yeah, it's like, he's just, like, hates his job and he's not good at anything. And yet, like, he, you know, they're like, man, I heard you're the best detective in town. Like, they literally said at the beginning of the movie, I was like, ow. My head hurt because they just hit me over the head with yeah. that fucking line. Well, they had to tell you because they surely couldn't show you <laughs> yeah, that he was going to be a good I know, detective. right? He was <laughs> terrible. 
He's like breaking into offices and like, like I got the evidence, and they're like, actually, detective, you don't know what you're talking about, right? Or like, uh, well, yeah, you know, speaking of that specific scene, you know, like uh, he's uh, he's investigating this case, sort of off the books a little bit, uh, yeah, and because uh, this this woman asked him to uh, investigate uh, the death of her husband, uh, she feels it was mysterious, uh, and. Uh, so he eventually, you know, discovers that there's this psychiatrist who is connected to it. And so he breaks into the psychiatrist's office, tells the woman to like keep the psychiatrist distracted, yeah. uh, which lasts about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, she's not good at her job either. She's not good at it either. Uh, the psychiatrist is coming up to his office, uh, which in most movies, now that just might be a cliché. But in most movies, that would be the cue for the detective to get the fuck out there. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he just uh, gets caught. Continues what he's doing. He's yeah. like, oh, okay, he's on his way up. All right, I'm just going to keep rummaging ru- 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 through his yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, he's bad at detectiving. He's bad at uh, hiding. And right. He's bit- just bad at common sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like, he, he should have been played by... Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, I started saying Mr. Fairley, Don Knotts. Like, that would have been much better. <laughs> yeah. Don Knotts is the detective. I think this movie would have worked way better as a comedy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things would, you really. You know? Yeah. Like, whenever we find something boring, it's like, just change it into a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I don't know what to say anymore, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, do you like Frank Sinatra at all, ever? Like, uh, like, I don't have anything against him, but I'm, I wouldn't call myself a fan. Had you seen other movies that he was in? I've seen... I saw part of The Manchurian Candidate. Oh, that's right. I forget he was in that. Yeah. I actually like that one. Yeah, that one's fine. Yeah, he's a fine actor. Yeah, he's you know. he's not he's not bad. No, uh, I've never liked his singing. Um, no, yeah, I'm not a not a fan too much of his music. A couple of songs maybe here and there, but and obviously he was to me he was, you know, kind of forgettable in the Manchurian Candidate. Like I didn't, right. I didn't even remember that I'd ever seen a movie with him in it. But but yeah, I've always found this his. I think it's more his persona. Than it is his actual songs that I find so off-putting, but right. it bleeds over into the actual songs. And it's funny because today, on the way back from Kathleen's house, I was driving here and I was listening to Why So, and they played a Frank Sinatra song. It was like Frank Sinatra and Count Basie, so you know the music was all right. But I, but I was like, I was like, man, I started to just change the channel when it comes on, like I always do. Like right. I have, I have Pandora stations that that are like Tom Jones and whatever. Whenever Sinatra comes on, I just thumbs down it right um guys can't stand his voice it's not a good voice I mean, uh, yeah no yeah i stick with that it's yeah not a good it's just some dude yeah yeah he's he's like the henry rollins of, of uh crooning <laughs> <laughs> but he's in way less interesting movies it's true. like <laughs> feast four starring sinatra <laughs> oh Henry Rollins is only in the first <laughs> Well, I know. Oh, man. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think it's his persona. Like, he just comes across as this, like, I'm a man's man, baby. And, you know, yeah, like, yeah. just just this ugh, lame asshole, like, yeah. 50s dad kind of. 
I wouldn't even say fifties dad. I would just stick with lame asshole. Yeah. Just just uh like you know, sort of the the you know, with the perception of like being a man in the the forties and the fifties was right. you know, just that sort of you know, yeah, calling everyone baby and he's just you know, not just, not fun and he's just Yeah. He I mean like there's there's things I like about him, like at least the character in the movie, you know, like I'm 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 assuming he tries to uh, pick roles that personify him because um he's one of those kind of icons or whatever. Right. But I, well, I, clearly he doesn't have a range. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's not like he's gonna look for anything that's gonna So I like how he was sort of making fun of the artsiness and snootiness of people and how yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, yeah, things should just be more fun. Like they left this play, like four of them. Right. He's like, he's like, ah, right, you know, it's okay to have something fun. And I was thinking, you know, it's okay for movies to be fun too, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not just plays, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> movies are serious. Yeah. <laughs> serious business. Serious business. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so Jack Klugman. Jack Klugman is in this movie. Uh, the, one of the only bright spots in this movie. Who the hell is Jack Klugman? Because I recognize him, but really? I, I can't place him. Okay, he was on the Odd Couple uh, television program. Okay, uh, he was Quincy, the the uh, original forensics detective. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in multiple episodes of The Twilight Zone. Okay, maybe that's where I've seen him. Uh, but yeah, mostly, probably best known as uh, as being uh, uh, Oscar on uh, The Odd Couple. Okay, I've never seen The Odd Couple. Tony Randall. Uh, as Felix. I, I mean, I was like, I recognize him, but I, yeah, I didn't know right. who he was. I, I do love Robert Duvall. He was great in this movie. Barely in it. Yeah, barely in it, though. But he played a so despicable... Great. Well, I mean, his like his scenes were kind of powerful, though. I mean, I you really like feel like you don't like him, right? But it, I mean, again, it, it is kind of forced. Though there's a lot of right, yeah. a lot of the storytelling in this movie is very forced. Oh yeah. And and yeah, that's another problem with it too. There'd be like, like like the the, the scene you mentioned earlier, how uh, the lady's having Joe uh, investigate her husband's death when right. he falls to his death. Allegedly committing suicide, right. and and when you find out about that, there's just this scene that takes place at a horse race, and you see like you know it's obviously someone's falling, and like the camera spins and like hits the ground, and the next scene they're like, remember that death at the horse race, and you're like, right. oh, you mean the previous scene? Right. You know, it's like it just seems so. It Tom almost jumps a lot in this movie. It, it reminded me of a trailer, like a really long trailer, right? Because you you would see all these scenes, you're like, oh, okay, they're referring to this, and like it's building up, and but. It, it there's like no room to breathe, but at the same time, it just lingers forever. Right. It's like it's like the worst of both worlds. This movie, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like like I said, uh, time jumps forward a lot in this movie. Like from where we start, like I would say months pass by the time the end of the movie. It's right at least months pass. Uh, and then there's like this entire subplot, which I don't think I ever fully understood. With his wife? Uh, well, okay, uh, an entire other subplot <laughs> that I don't think I ever fully understood. Uh, where they kept mentioning, uh, Davis. Yeah. It's like, this Davis thing is gonna bite us in the ass. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's just like, what Davis thing? <laughs> 
Jim, is it Jim Davis? Do you, Could be Jim Davis. Is there like a Garfield scandal going on? <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like... I would say a good third of this movie is a flashback to his marriage. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, like, just uh, every time he gets sad or is alone in a car, he uh, <laughs> just uh, has a flashback to, to meeting this woman and uh, getting married to her and then her fucking around on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or any time uh, one of his coworkers is like, "Hey, why don't you phone uh, phone Cindy up yeah. or whatever her name was? Have her come up to the party." And he's like, <laughs> he just gets stone faced and like has a shitty flashback. <laughs> You're like, "Oh no, they mentioned his wife, his ex wife." Oh jeez, here it comes. But hey, at least she's good for balling. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "That's all she's good for." That's what it, he says that to her, yeah. and then they make out because dames like that kind of pillow talk, yep. baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, prior to balling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you said balling. <laughs> like that was like in a era where you hardly ever even see people sleep in the same bed on TV, <laughs> TV and movies. <laughs> I um, well, I guess in movies. Yeah. I keep thinking this is the fifties. It's the sixties. The movie has a very fifties vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, I mean, we're obviously not from that era, so we we don't know what was an anachronism of that time, anyway. Yeah, but we—I mean—we appreciate things from that era, for sure. Yeah. When we watch movies and yeah, yeah. Well, know. I mean, you know, okay, like going into this movie, uh, like I didn't have a lot of good hopes for this movie going I, in. Yeah. Uh, but I thought at least it would be similar to <clears throat> Bullet. Right, yeah. yeah. Which was from the same time period, I think 1968, 1969. Uh, uh, which, you know, I, I did love Bullet, but, you know. At least they had some action. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but, like, even Bullet had, you know, like, characters that reflected that time. You know? You're right, right. <laughs> and not just. Yeah, it's like watching. Like a really long, colorized episode of Dragnet, right? <laughs> with with like a uh, with like a maudlin subplot going through. Uh, yeah, and and one of those uh, oh, what do they call those movies? Like Reefer Madness exploitation movie. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it was like an exploitation movie about homosexuals, right, sort yeah. of sort of peppered in there too. <laughs> like you can become one, you know. Right. Uh, like you thought you were just I don't know, bisexual, but. Oh my gosh! So, what do you think about that? Uh, do you think uh, do you think there are uh, do you think it's possible to be bisexual, or do you think that uh, someone's just too horny to not turn away or anything? <laughs> like uh, like like they are maybe straight or they're maybe gay, but they're just that aroused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, or or uh, as they say in the movie, a homosexual without conviction. Right, <laughs> which is a great great horrible term. I kind of love it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I have known many homosexuals and many heterosexuals in my life. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever, like, been friends with a bisexual, and I know if I have, it's not been disclosed to me. So I, I feel like I don't understand that mindset at all because, right. um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's just as, you know, I don't know, uh, rational to that individual as, as my, heterosexuality or your homosexuality is um but uh yeah yeah i don't, I don't know i don't know 
I uh, you know I don't uh, I don't actually know any homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I kind of I kind of agree with the movie the the psychiatrist in the movie that there's no such thing as a bisexual. Really? Yeah. That, that uh, I think it's a homosexual without conviction. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm or a heterosexual, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on the other hand, I tend to believe that it's just as real as uh, any other mindset, like sexually orientatively speaking. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. Anything that moves. Remember Henry Rollins yeah. did a did a bit about that. Yep. That magazine. He he said he would love to be bisexual. <laughs> He's like, how great would that be to walk into a party and just. Anybody you see, you could go home with. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You're yeah, right. I guess, but yeah, again, I gotta think that that comes down to uh, some sort of, uh, you know, mental problem. Yeah. Okay. okay. Inability to, you know, to make a decision. Right. Yeah. Or to align yourself with them. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of theories. But then again, that... I, you know, I'm just not into anything other than you know, straight forward missionary <laughs> man woman sex. <laughs> Uh, and everyone else should just uh, be removed from the planet. <laughs> um, I know. And I'm willing to fund <laughs> oh my, my position on that. Oh. I have five whole dollars. <laughs> no, that's pledged to this cost. No, that's on a debit card, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's not real cash. No, okay. No, debit card is real cash. Okay. It's tender really to my bank <laughs> account. Um, I I mean a lot of like it's on a gift certificate. <laughs> from Amazon. <laughs> well, that should get that should get your movement going. Um, I mean, a lot of people have theories that everyone is some percent bisexual or homosexual. Yeah, I, don't I I don't. Yeah, I mean, like I, I like you, Jason. I don't want to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I don't really want to fuck you either. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. I know. Like, uh, maybe a little disappointed. <laughs> Not upset, just this one. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I've been roommates with Doogie for years, and, you know, I've often thought, like, wouldn't it be just great if I was attracted to Doogie and he was attracted to me and we could just get married and, like, we get along so well. <laughs> but I would always be cheating on him with, you know, ladies. Right, you yeah, know, yeah. Because I just love the ladies. Right, yeah. Um, hey. None as much as I love Doogie. Right, But yeah. But, you know. But it's a different kind of love. It's a different kind. Of, it's a purely yeah. physical, unattached, emotional love. Right, yeah. <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This movie brings up some interesting uh, sociological points, though. For us, not in the actual movie. <laughs> right, yeah. The movie could give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Because the movie is more interested in just being long and boring. <laughs> yeah, and like, and any sort of uh, controversy they, they do have just ends with... Or it begins with, you know, going like, hey, everybody, look, you know, this is the bad guy that thinks, you know, gays are bad, or this is the bad guy that, you know, thinks poor people suck. And then uh, Frank Snotra walks in the room and goes, get out of here, baby, right, and yeah. punches him in the gut. And, and it's weird to think about that, because I'm pretty sure that Frank Sinatra was the opposite <laughs> of that. You know, I, I don't... At least that's the persona that he, you know, brings out and... and you know, in his life. Yeah, right. I, I see. I don't know much about him personally. I just know every time I hear his voice, it makes me ill. <laughs> but, but yeah, I have a, like, I had a hard time believing him as that guy. Like, right, yeah. oh, he's so sympathetic to yeah, the, the social, uh, you know, uh, 
sympathetic and right. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's down with the poor and the blacks right, and the gays. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't. And I like I, like he hung out with Sammy Davis Jr. and I think that was about the extent of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably because he just assumed he was more Jewish than black. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and he may have been right. right. <laughs> uh-huh. And Sammy could score some killer <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of racist uh, racist people hang out with uh you know, people of different ethnicities just to score some drugs, so <laughs> um so yeah, that that happens. Yeah, man. I am sorry I picked this movie. I no, wish I, okay. I wish I would have picked something with like I don't know, Harvey Keitel. I'm just going, I'm going to make up something completely outlandish here. Harvey Keitel, Bill Cosby, and Raquel Welch or something like that. <laughs> Sounds like it would be great. But I can't imagine that's a thing. That can't exist. No, yeah. You know, I was looking through this book at, at the library the other day about 70s movies, and I was just flipping through, and I saw a picture of Yafet Kodo, and, you know, and I've only seen like a couple of movies with him in it, but I. And I, they're all alien. And <laughs> they're all alien, yeah. And, and Midnight Run. And, uh, and, yeah, he's the FBI agent. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but no, there was a picture of Harvey Keitel, Richard Pryor, and Yafet Koto all together. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And, uh, and I forget the name of the movie, but like, I've got, I checked out the book from the library. So I've got it at the house, but they, they were all in a movie together. Nice. And I was like, this has to be seen. <laughs> Whatever it is. Eh, maybe. <laughs> I already have a bad vibe. Hey. Maybe I'm just punchy after you picking this <laughs> Well, I read the little synopsis for it, or at least the like behind-the-scenes synopsis. synopsis. Why can, can I say that word? Yeah, what he said. And and it said uh, they none of the three of them got along with either of each other on right. the set of the film because they were all led to believe that they were the star of the movie, but it was not a star piece. It was like an ensemble thing. Oh, wow. And so I was like, this might have some interesting tensions. And... Could be, could be. Um, 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 uh, you know, you can apologize for the detective, but, uh, I wouldn't worry about it too much because honestly, this is a movie that's sort of been like on my radar for a while anyway. Right. Uh, Mostly due to the diehard connection. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, well, you know, uh, I'll watch that someday. Yeah. You know, and, and well, today was that day. Unfortunately, and, uh, today it was. <laughs> and it uh, turns out, uh, just watch Die Hard. Yeah, please. Please do. <laughs> you can watch Die Hard. If you want to get an idea of what this movie is like, but you don't want to actually pick it up or rent it, put in Die Hard, put it on slow motion. <laughs> and, just put it on pause. <laughs> yeah. And listen to Frank Sinatra 45. Right, yeah. And, uh, yeah. For two hours. For <laughs> two hours, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, Run away. Yeah. Um, I feel like I want to bring up something about this movie. Um, so, so like the first 40 minutes, well, okay, it's technically only about 10 minutes of that actual 40 minutes of the movie, because 30 of it is a flashback. <laughs> right. Uh, but, like, the movie opens with, uh, like, you know, Frank Sinatra and his, his new partner being put on this case of, uh, of this, uh, homosexual who has been murdered and, uh, they have to just solve the case. Uh, and so, you know, then they do eventually, and that's, like, a little bit before the halfway point of this movie. Right. Uh, and then, and it's like, well, 
that story's over. And, you know, like, what, what the hell is going to happen else in this movie? Yeah. And it's like, is this, like, some sort of weird police procedural anthology? <laughs> just with the same characters? I don't know what's going on. Right, yeah. There's just flashbacks happening, and then not much else. And then now we've got this new case of this guy who who was, uh, you know, killed himself, allegedly. Uh, you know, and so then, you know, and spoiler for a 40-year-old movie. Uh, turns out that both cases are the same case. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they tie it together pretty well, but it's just, like, getting there is, oh, yeah. is like... It, 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 it's but, but, yeah, like, like when that first story wrapped up and, like, it started going into, like, this whole other thing, I was like, okay, so... Clearly what's going to happen is that... I mean, they can't possibly just be doing two separate stories. You know, like, like something is going to happen that is going to tie into that first one, right? Right, right, right. You know, and so, yeah, it eventually gets there, but... It's, it's like driving 12 hours to see the biggest ball of twine, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, we're finally here. And there it is. Okay. Yeah. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what a... It's a stinker. What a what a tedious, tedious thing we watched. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Jack like, Klugman was... was fine in this movie and the, the scenes with uh, him and his wife were, were good yeah yeah there was a really good scene with his wife where she tries to give them like bagels or yeah. something that was great yeah that was a great scene uh and yeah robert duvall was was fine for for being in it for about 30 seconds <laughs> right uh i mean it just it's like almost everything in this movie was just like hey here's something that might turn out to be good uh, nope right we're just gonna let die here on the floor yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's just like it's like watching your hair grow yeah it's just bad and tedious yeah, yeah it was so what a stinker yeah yeah alright uh, I, I don't think I have anything else to say yeah me neither let's take a break okay <laughs>
Welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hi. What's up, buddy? <laughs> How you doing? You doing good? He's giving me a thumbs up. He is thumbing it up. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? You doing alright? You doing alright? How are you guys doing? You guys doing okay out there? Pretty good. Oh, you're actually on the show, Eric. You're not listening to the oh, show. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's easy to get confused this time of night. Yay. Yeah. So, uh, how are you, sir? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things are going all right. Are they? Yeah. Uh, are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> mm, how about you? Uh, a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it, it, it uh, you can hear it in my voice, but uh, my, my throat has been sore for a couple of days now. Itchy? Uh, scratchy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that amusing to us? Because uh, they're a cartoon character. Cats. Cats, yeah. <laughs> oh. And everybody knows cartoon cats and mice are cute. They are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that Tom and Jerry. Oh, Tuffy yeah. with his diaper. Come on. What? Remember Tuffy, the di- the diaper-wearing mouse? Oh. He was uh, the gray mouse, friends with Jerry on Tom and Jerry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Must have been in the later seasons. Oh, you, you outgrew it before me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I was uh, watching uh, Hitler porn by the time <laughs> you were still watching Tuffy episodes of Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I had moved on. <laughs> uh, that's unfair. You can totally watch Tom and Jerry and Hitler porn at the same time. Yeah. Oh, if you have two TVs. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's even better. <laughs> well, which audio do you do you go for? Uh, Tom and Jerry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those sound effects were divine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, I don't think I talked about it on here, maybe or maybe not, but I got a piece of Rob Liefeld original artwork. We we talked about you, because uh, we... Oh, I tried to just won it. We had just won it yeah. the last time we talked about it. Okay. But that was like two, three episodes ago? Yeah. Well, there was a stall in the yeah. process, because um, <laughs> the eBay seller, who you might know... As Marat Michaels, artist of Brigade, uh, <laughs> apparently he's the guy that sells Rob Liefeld's artwork for him. Nice. And that's who I bought it from. And he he was out of town doing something. Maybe he's at a convention or something. Who knows? And uh, he was like, hey. I mean, it was a Brigade uh, revival <laughs> plotting summit. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. That's I mean, insane. They don't have plotting summits <laughs> in extreme studios. <laughs> Rob Liefeld makes a call and says, Make shit up! He's like, I'll bring the Red Bull. You bring the pencils. <laughs> um, no, but he was cool enough to be like, you know, you know, he warned me. He was like, hey, I'm sorry I'm out of town when this auction ends and I'll uh, have to send it to you like a week late. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I finally so got you it. you gave him negative feedback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I gave him positive feedback. But, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I brought it over and showed it to you last night. You did. And, uh, I don't think it's a secret. I mean, 
there was a point in time where where I, I felt I could defend Rob Liefeld, but uh, after uh, reading The Infinite and uh, just sort of his uh, Twitter nervous breakdowns and, and other things, uh, I, I stopped. Yes. And I'm just, I'm not a fan. Right. Of his work or, or of him personally. You're kind of like with Mute Dave Sim, basically, at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you brought that, that page over, and, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> In fact, you found a mistake on it. I found multiple mistakes. <laughs> but, I mean, like, one... But, oh, yeah, like a, like a, a huge mistake, yeah, yeah. Where he, like, he draws the character with, what was it, a scabbard on his back? On yeah, the... he has a sword strapped to his back in, uh, in one panel, but in the previous panel, uh, it's not there. But you can see, like, the, the blue line from where he intended to draw it. He, like, penciled it or sketched it in, right, yeah, right, but yeah. never inked it. Yeah. So uh, that was that was interesting. That was, uh, yeah. I, but, like, you know, again, not a fan, and it's not a great page, but I kind of didn't want you to take it back home with you. <laughs> and I kind of want a Rob Liefeld page of my own. Yeah, see? Yeah. Who wouldn't? I mean, it, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's what I'm saying, like... I get his limitations, but I think his stuff is super fun. Like, it's bizarre and sometimes awful, but at the same time, sometimes it's really more fun. Like, I I remember reading the, the issue of Deathstroke that this was from. Like, I remember reading that on, like, the same week I read a bunch of other comics that came out. Right. And that was the most fun I had reading a comic that week. Right. And I liked the other ones. It was, like, by people I enjoy, but... There's a there's a certain something that he's got. That's fine, but uh, I am totally under the belief that a comic can be fun and good. <laughs> right. And so that's what I am looking for when when I read comics. Oh, yeah. You know, especially a superhero comic. Yeah. And, and if it doesn't have both, then there's a failure at some point. And Rob Liefeld is a failure. <sighs> see, but... Because I don't find it fun or good. I See, I find them fun, and the good I find is in, like, my enjoyment and his enjoyment. Maybe maybe the actual story isn't so well, good. If you've uh, read anything that he wrote about his time working on Deathstroke or any of the DC books, he clearly was not having fun. Either. Right, right. Well, uh, probably at the beginning, he probably signed on with you know some funness, some good intentions. I doubt it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's clearly got his limitations. I will I will say that. But I but I yeah I really enjoy reading his books. They're they're just insane sometimes. Well, again, I'm looking for insane and good. Yeah, right. And Rob Liefeld does not deliver for that. that right. yeah. No, but like I said, I can't deny you. Yeah, like I said, though, I I kind of wanted to keep that page for myself. Was kind of hoping you'd have just forgotten that you brought it. <laughs> yeah, because we like propped it up so we could look at it while we were drawing. Yeah, it was inspiration. Yeah, yeah. And and I got a hell of a steal. I don't mind saying. Um, I got that page for $42. Yeah, and the main character of the book is on it like four times. Yeah. I mean, some action. It's not yeah, just it's like, an action scene. They're not just like talking about a plan or something. Oh, yeah, it's like it's big panels. I mean, it's a dynamic page. Yeah. I mean, for, you know, within his ability. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like any big name artist, that page would probably go for thousands of dollars mm -hmm. and i mean rob liefeld's a big name artist still i mean like i don't like him but you, i can't deny that he's got a massive fan base still yeah and so for 42 bucks yeah that page. i know is not weird that is bizarre do you think it like i would have thought the you know air quotes negative publicity he's been having would maybe even 
stir up a little interest in his work? Right, do, yeah. Do you, do you think it was the opposite? Maybe that's... Do you think maybe this time last year that page would have been $200? Or? Uh, I gotta think that it hurt him a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... He, whether you're a Rob Liefeld fan or not, just some of the shit that happened, like, you have to just sort of step back and say, eh, maybe you cool it a bit, Rob. <laughs> right, right. You know? uh, but, I mean, you know, who, who's to say? But, you know. I, yeah, I wondered if that's why, because, I mean, I've been watching his pages, and I've been on several in the last right. year. This is the first one I've won, and uh, and I'm done. Like I just wanted one. I'm not like, right, right, you know, yeah, like one, when I say I've been on several, it was like one at a time. Right. You, know? yeah, yeah. Um, you were just trying to win one. Yeah, I just wanted one piece of his artwork, and uh, and yeah, now I'm done with that. But uh, a lot of them went for yeah, like two or three times as much that I that I looked at before. Right. So uh, maybe it was because I mean it being a death stroke comic and you know maybe right. there's just something about the character people don't latch on to right yeah i don't know it's hard to tell people just got done spending all their tax return money and there's maybe, maybe maybe none of that left uh i don't know you know like like i mean like if you told me right now that uh you know to go on ebay and try to find a rob liefeld page like you know i think my first choice wouldn't have been you know, Deathstroke or Hawk and Dove or anything like I'd be looking for nineties, nineties stuff, or even like Young Blood, you know, uh, or even like you know recent Deadpool stuff or something. Right. Or something like See, well, I, that might be why then, because I've I've looked like even after I won this page, I'm just curious what else is up there. Right. And uh, his yeah, his nineties stuff and his Deadpool stuff does go for considerably more. Like even if it's just like a sketch of Lady Deadpool or something. Right. Like I've seen sketches of Deadpool sell for like four times what I paid for right. the page of district and and yeah and like obviously is x-force era stuff and right, young, right. young blood sells for quite a bit or at least they have buy it now's listed right. for way more than i was willing to to go right well those are also probably from collectors that already own those pages and yeah. not directly from you know right, michael's Barrett michael's yeah <laughs> Who I guess would be his dealer. I, I'm dealer, I'm I guessing so. Weird. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And I I know he's drawn other stuff since Brigade because I looked him up and uh, I've seen like his, his artwork's vastly improved because like I wasn't a fan of Brigade at all like right. like I don't know I've I've read the early ones but like the artworks and well, it was like it was Rob Liefeld with stunted development. Yeah, exactly. Better. But he's kind of like Marat or Merritt or whatever his name is. He's he's become a much better artist because on his website there's some illustrations that are really good. Right. I know Liefeld wanted him to draw one of the books he was working on at DC at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what the deal with that was. But then he decided it would be better just to have him sell all his original art. Right, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a thing like that. I don't know. It's like, hey, I can't get you this job, but uh, here, you want to be my art dealer? You I'll get give 10%. Me, you know, yeah. Right here. Off the top, so, so he got four dollars. <laughs> yeah, four, yeah, four, dollars and twenty cents. Four dollars and twenty cents. Yeah, four twenty, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hate even pretending to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, there, there, there's something about that page that was pretty awesome. Yeah. The fact that. Everything about it is nothing that I like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's just, it's a nice addition to my little collection. Yeah. 
I but know. at the same time, you know, I, I do always like seeing like original professional comic art. Oh yeah, you know, like up close, you know, just to just to see like the little things that like you never get to pick up in in print. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like there was like instances of whiteout. And right, we, we saw right. that, and I mean that I've seen that on tons of original art pages, and it's always cool to see like little right. like oh they made a mistake there or like they changed their mind or whatever. Yeah, um, like with Rob Liefeld though, like when we talked about it last night, like we just both kind of assumed that he would just be one of those guys that like, man, uh, eh, fuck it, if I drew it, it's on the page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's but there's like maybe a half dozen or maybe even more than that, like, like at least one per panel. Yeah, there's like a, a part that was whited out. Yeah, so he, he cares, tough. he cares a little bit, a little bit. Um, we did think it was funny that uh, he's drawn DC Comics on image comic blue line paper yeah like it says like you know image property of image comics or something on it. and you're like no actually yeah but that's that's kind of funny i probably had leftover i mean he helped start that company right yeah it's not like still publishes through it yeah all those uh books that he's canceling are still <laughs> right yeah yeah so yeah that was fun that was that was my uh, excitement for the week right yeah yeah that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, I also got a piece of Jeffrey Brown artwork in the mail. Uh, I showed yeah, you that, too. Yeah, that you did. He uh, had, had him do a Batman sketch for me. Like, uh, I think sketch is a very loose term. Yeah, it was, it was pretty... It's a pretty finished illustration. All right. It's yeah. like full color and re- rendered with shading. and Yeah, yeah it was impressive. Yeah? Yeah. I kind of want to keep that one, too, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> In a different way. In a different way, yeah. yeah. More out of admiration for the actual piece. Right. And, uh, you know, it's also Batman. Yeah. Batman's awesome. Yeah. He can't be Batman. Nope. Hmm. Unless you're Superman. You or Christopher be. Nolan. Or Christopher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most unexciting rumor that I've heard uh, recently is that Christopher Nolan may be put in charge of a Justice League movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought he had before said that he was not interested. He has said that, but uh, I guess uh, because... Money talks. uh, Well, there's that. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I guess also, like, they were planning on just a movie, and they they basically panicked. uh, And they scrapped it, because I guess the script for it was terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, they've just... The the rumor is that uh, they're going to... Have him and David Goyer write the script, uh, and he would just be a producer, much like you know the Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not directing. Uh, right, yeah. right, yeah. But uh, you know, but that also you know, Christian Bale would return as Batman. Ooh. You know, for this, and uh, I was just like, that sounds like a <laughs> terrible idea. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it would make some money though. It would make some money, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it would be good. Right. Right. Because uh, I mean, excuse me. Like, I get everyone else in the world wanting Batman to be a dark and brooding and realistically grounded character, but then when you throw in the Justice League, then that kind of throws all that out the window. Yeah, and that that's is a good point. not a thing that I think Christopher Nolan can excel at. Right. Uh, and especially with the Avengers in existence now, uh, you know, the movie that I don't think anyone ever thought was ever going to happen, right. especially the way that it happened, Yeah. And, and like doing individual movies to build up to that. It's perfect. Yeah, well, it was good. Right. You know, but like the Avengers movie is like a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of humor. And, uh, you know, it's just a blast to watch. 
and uh, <laughs> I, w- I would want the Justice League movie to be a similar sort of vibe, right? You know, with the DC characters, and I don't think that Christopher Nolan being put in charge of that would ever make that right. happen. Yeah, and like even Zack Snyder, his stuff's visually amazing, but it, it'll be kind of dark it's and gonna somber. Be a downer, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, my theory on David Goyer is that uh, he is terrible unless uh, somebody is slapping him around and telling him what to do. <laughs> is he, he? He's the Blade guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he wrote uh, the three Batman movies, or mm-hmm. co-wrote three Batman movies. And yeah. He, yeah, he did all three Blade movies, and uh, the one that he directed and didn't have anyone looking over his shoulder was the worst <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> And then he did the TV show, which was even worse than that. I think they should get Jim Jarmusch to do the Justice League movie. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like a black and white uh, movie where they're all just you know hanging out at the Justice right. League Watchtower. Watch yeah. right? Or yeah. the cave. It'd be better as the cave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, less less money involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just a cave in Rhode Island. Right. Uh. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, Martian Man here can't make coffee correctly, and it's just, it'd be good. It'd be good times. Bill Murray walks in, maybe for a second. Right, right. Anything else fun going on? No. Oh. Jim City Comic Cotton's coming up. That is. Uh, Stan Sakai will be there. Howard Chicken will be there. Right here in Dayton, Ohio. That's pretty crazy. Tim Seeley is also. Tim Seeley, yeah. yeah. There's there's a couple big names going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I won't. Nope. Mm -mm. You will be. You'll be in the horror. What's it called? Horror Hound? Horror Hound, Cincinnati. That'll be awesome. That will be awesome. I'll yeah. get to hang out with uh, Kurt Dins. Yeah. And uh, half of the cast of The Walking Dead. Nice. Yeah. And uh, they'll probably spoil it for me. Because <laughs> I have not caught up yet. Right. Or, uh, like, they'll be signing photos of their dead bodies. Right, of their yeah, zombie yeah. bodies. And you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, I, there was an incident at work on Friday. <laughs> a, a Walking Dead incident. Oh, a spoiler? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, luckily, uh, my, my boss, uh, my boss is a fan of that show, mm-hmm. or, or at least he watches that show. And, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, he was like, hey, anybody watch The Walking Dead? And I was like, nope! <laughs> and so that effectively killed that conversation. Uh, and then, uh, like, uh, it was kind of quiet for a while, and then I heard over on the other side of the room where I can't hear too well anyway, but, like, they were talking about The Walking Dead, and I was like, okay, well, at least I can't really hear them. Right. But I was still getting antsy and a little bit upset. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, this Friday, my, we were talking about something, and my boss was like, hey, is anybody here watch that Walking Dead show? And I was like, bah! And I just slapped my headphones on my head and turned up whatever <laughs> I was listening to as loud as I could. Uh, just in time to hear uh, one of my coworkers like, oh, he hasn't caught up on it yet. Yeah. And then uh, I muffled them out so I couldn't hear them. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, haven't seen any of the new season yet. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I will as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the previous two. Yeah. So, good stuff. Uh, I've seen the first half of this current season, but I have not caught up since it uh, came back a couple weeks ago. Is it, is it as as good as the previous season? Yeah, it's good. Yeah? Okay. 
uh, your, your your lady friend and I during I think our second episode uh, spoiled the shit out of uh, wow. well no actually no we did not but we talked about The Walking Dead like the the first half of the season uh, for about an hour and uh, tried our damnedest to not spoil a thing about it. Right. And I think we were fairly successful. Right. <laughs> were you able to even talk about the show? Or oh, yeah. Was there a lot of that one guy and that one thing? It was a lot of so this event that happens. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of that. Right. A lot of slow talking. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pausing for... <laughs> For minutes at a time in order to form the correct words in our heads in order to say what we want to say without just giving away. Everything. That sounds riveting. <laughs> uh, and I remember specifically we did that episode and then like we, we tried so hard and then we're like, like again, felt we were fairly successful to not even spoil a bit of that show. And then the very next day I was just talking to someone and just fucking spoiled it for them. <laughs> Or you're like, uh, I'm not on the show anymore. No, I just didn't think. I thought it was right. like, oh, this guy watches. Yeah, but he didn't. Nope. Oh. That's it. It's like, oh, wait for the DVDs. Oh, poor bastard. <laughs> it happens. It yeah. happens. You can't save everybody. Nope. It's a sinking ship. <laughs> Hopefully he's forgotten by now. Smokes a lot of weed. No. No. Yeah. That's too bad. I don't know. Yeah, it was you. I told you. I spoiled it for you. Did you? Uh-huh. Oh, well, I've forgotten about it. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. Oh, well, I've forgotten that I hadn't forgotten about it. <laughs> oh. Uh, don't play with my emotions like that. <laughs> oh, so speaking of emotions, mm. I, uh, I read the final two issues of Hellblazer today. Oh, how was that? It was okay. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it ends weird. Like, the very end of the, the last issue is just bizarre. Like, I don't entirely know what exactly happened. Huh. But, you know, it's over. Right. There's no more Hellblazer. Is it good, though, right? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the previous issue was, was better than the last issue. Right. The last issue had... Uh, sometimes that happens. When, yeah. I mean, long runs, especially. Yeah, I mean, there's... I don't think there was ever going to be a satisfactory way to end... Right. You know, a three-issue run, you know, of, of that book. So A 300-issue. Yeah. Issue. Yeah, I mean, it's like, they, they was, was it like they were trying too hard to make it, like, this epic ending? Or? No, not really. Hmm. And, yeah, like, like, I don't know. It was just, uh, and, yeah, it's hard to, hard to really even hmm. describe. Uh... But basically, like, it was a three-part storyline, you know, leading up to, to that last issue. Right. And so in issue 298, Constantine gets shot in the, the chest and dies. And so there's, like, you know, two more issues left of the book to, <laughs> you know, wrap up. Okay. You know. <laughs> but he's a, he's a con man and a magician, so, you know, things aren't, you know... Always as they say. Exactly. Right, right. right. Yeah. So, you know, there's twists and turns and then well, things that's, happen. That's but, cool. But still, at the very end, it was just like, what? And 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 is it supposed to be a separate universe from Constantine, the book that's starting up? Yes. So so it's not like related. It's nope. just the same guy. Same guy, different universe. Right. There. Okay. It's like yeah, the 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 version of John Constantine running around in Justice League Dark in the new Constantine book is basically like Ultimate John Constantine. Right. You know, yeah. youngified and and different. 
Okay. And co-written by Jeff Lemire. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Uh, A book I will not be reading. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Probably. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, cause, cause last night I was, uh, you know, I'm still in the process of organizing all my comics and, and uh, back when we reviewed that Hellblazer storyline, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like I had like, you know, the last 50 issues or so just, you know, out and, uh, <clears throat> so like I, I finally put them all in a box and so all 300 wow. issues and couple of annuals, a couple specials, a couple miniseries, and two graphic novels are, are all in the box. Wow. Like, you know, That's impressive. John Constantine non-Swamp swamp Thing related book is, is in that uh, wow. box. Yeah. yeah. So you have an entire full box. I have an nothing entire full long box. Hellblazer. It's got a little room for some extra stuff in there. And there's a couple of Hellblazer related miniseries that uh, I never bought, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I may go back and, uh, and get those. If you start jonesing for more Constantine. Yeah, yeah. Did you get the movie adaptation? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> I am going to throw it in the trash in front of you if you get that for me. Uh, that's what Christmas is all about. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just been... Uh, working and watching movies and, and uh, organizing comics and that has been my life sounds like a dream it's, uh, well it would be if i didn't have to get a pesky actual job uh-huh. every day <laughs> yeah yeah that's true or deal with real life occasionally yeah i know why does that still happen we're, uh, we're in our 30s we should be done with real life it should all be we should be here yeah. we should retire yeah and like just play yeah we should Okay, let's do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. No more work. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that includes this grueling thing we call gutter trash, too, because this is work. <laughs> this is barely work. Uh, it's only work when we have to sit through shitty movies like the Yeah, Nintendo. yeah, that was work. Yeah, I would rather I would rather do uh, two hours in the magic section than watch this movie again. Yeah. You know? Uh, there was one point in the movie where uh, I paused it so that I could go, uh, go to the bathroom. I didn't really even need to go to the bathroom. I just wanted to stop watching the movie for about a minute. You ended regroup, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was sitting there watching the paused screen. It was moving about as you know fast-paced as the previous hour. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, well, uh, we can uh, call this a wrap if uh, you you don't have anything else you want to talk about. Anything you've seen or read recently that that is uh, super important for you to talk about? Not really. I've I've read and seen some stuff, but nothing really really stand out. Uh, I've uh, I've read some stuff and I've seen some stuff. Uh, The only thing worth talking about is... uh, uh, the uh, alien ripoff that I watched in which uh, the alien uh, reads the Bible at the end of the movie and then a theme song happens. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect end to a perfect film. <laughs> it's called Star Crystal, if you want to go check that out. It's, is it as amazing as you're describing? <laughs> it is super amazing. <laughs> is Bill Cosby and Yafet Koto in it? And Harry Kettel and... Uh, Richard Pryor and Raquel Welch. <laughs> right. and, uh, yeah, no. Alan Thicke. Yeah. None of those people. That 
It's too bad. Uh, but uh, I did read a thing, and I'm going to make you read it. Hey, I like reading stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, well, you're going to have to read this whether you like it or not. Ah, I like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, so it's time for me to pick a comic book. Comic book. For us to review on our next episode. And that comic book is a DC comic slash Vertigo book that came out uh, this past year. It has recently wrapped up. Uh, I'd say it's been um, two months, maybe three months since Mm. it finished. It was a issue series entitled Punk Rock Jesus. Punk Rock Jesus. Yes. And those are three words you don't usually see together. Nope. You usually see Rock Jesus. Right. Or Punk Jesus. Right. But never Punk Rock Jesus. Nope. Not in that combination. No. Okay, I'm down. All right. I'm intrigued. It is by uh, Sean Murphy, who uh, drew uh, Joe the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he wrote and drew He wrote and drew this. Interesting. It is a black and white series. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, so uh, I read it, so you're going to read it now. Well, that's, I'm glad it's in black and white because I had my eyes checked the other day, <laughs> and the the uh, optician, is optometrist, whatever you call him, he said um, color deficient. Obstetrician. <laughs> <laughs> Obstetrician. Uh, I said you're color deficient. He's an optophiliac, whatever you call it. <laughs> he fucks eyes. <laughs> yeah, he said I'm color deficient. Um, he did a test and he was well, like, "Is that just because you're white?" <laughs> That's probably what he meant. <laughs> I'm gonna sue him. I'm like, I don't appreciate your racial slurs, sir. I just need some new peepers. Uh, no, but like he did this test where you know you're supposed to. Look at these these charts and tell him what number you see. Uh-huh. And I could not see a number anywhere on it. And he's like, "Oh wow, oh okay, yeah, you're color deficient." Um, like, is that fixable? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, and like, so all it's it, like not a prescription that you can get that'll make you see colors better. Uh, no, it's just like it's like certain colors, like uh, like grays and browns. I kind of some of those I kind of like kind of get crossed wired in my brain right. and like and like, so it's not color blindness no no i can see the different colors <clears throat> and and like and like really dark greens and black mm. like if you wrote something in really dark green on a piece of black paper i probably wouldn't be able to see it right. um but i often get uh, browns and purples confused maybe you're color deficient could be uh, sure. maybe you could go to my eye fucker and he'll <laughs> check it out for you <laughs> I do need to go to an eye fucker. Oh, he's one of the best. I haven't, uh, haven't had uh, my eyes fucked in about seven years. Really? Yeah. Well, man, he really did fuck my eyes because he used <laughs> this. I mean, like I've had dilated eyes before, but like seriously, they dilated my eyes, and I was there by myself. I drove there because it's like it was over on Troy Street off Valley, so it's like on the other side of Dayton, okay. like on the other side of the river. And uh, I went over there and I had it done. And I like totally expected to have some bright light shine in my eyes, but but I've had that done before and driven home. But I was like, I could not see in front of me. Like I was writing on a check for the eye exam, yeah. and I could not read the numbers at all. I mean, I don't mean like that three kind of looks like a two. I mean, I have no idea. I, I was like, I was like, well, I know the movement of my hand that would make a number three, so I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna keep my hand on the page and then slide it slightly over and make the next number. And like that's how I wrote them the check because I could not see at all. I think the main problem here is that you're writing checks. <laughs> it is 2013. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hit yourself a debit card. <laughs> oh man. 
<laughs> maybe that maybe that's part of the problem, but but yeah, it was it was weird. And then I drove home anyway, which was probably really not bright. But uh, I'm glad you made it. Yeah, me too. And I have to go back there this Tuesday to get because uh, I had to order uh, lenses for me, and uh, I'm, I get them this week. So new frames. No, I, I told him I wanted to keep the same frames, but I got the I got the upgrade where the lenses like turn into sunglasses in the in the sunlight. Oh, yeah. that's gonna fuck you. Yeah, you think? Oh yeah, you think? My dad used to have those. Uh, you drive at night and the car has their brights on. Uh, sunglasses. Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe the technology has improved uh, in the the ensuing decades. Gosh, I hope so. But uh, yeah, he he would. Uh, they would always just uh, darken on him uh, in Ooh. like normal circumstances. When... I could just like tilt my head down. Yeah, and, like, yeah look yeah. up. But well, yeah, that's not that's not <laughs> awesome. So uh, I wish you luck. <laughs> well, thank Again, you. I, I hope the technology has improved. You, right. you would think. Yeah, I mean, how long ago was it that he had... Oh, that was back in, like, the early 90s. Okay, well, so. certainly, right? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. So, uh, I do need to get new glasses. Uh, like I said, I haven't uh, had my eyes checked in, uh, like, seven years or so. Oh, wow, well, yeah. Uh, and I, I re- recently got uh, vision insurance at my my, my office. Uh, so, uh, I've still been waiting for somebody else to do it first before I do it. Uh, <laughs> just because I want to see what pitfalls they have to go through <laughs> right. uh, uh but i think because well at one point in time like when i was thinking about it uh you know a friend of mine worked Excuse at me. imart and i was i was talking to her about like you know what you know the process is and also like if i could get like you know, prescription sunglasses because okay. i need sunglasses i think you say if you could get a discount <laughs> no yeah no, no, she, she already warned me that i could not get yeah. a discount uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, I was looking into prescription sunglasses cause, cause, uh, uh, and what sucks is that I really only need them like s- six months a year and only in the mornings. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Cause, uh, I drive directly into the sun, uh, when I go to work. Uh, but again, that's only from like, you know, March through September. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then the rest of the time it's dark whenever I drive. <laughs> Uh, so they're not really useful for most of your time. Right, right, right. I mean, I guess, like, you know, wearing sunglasses out during the day would be okay. But, you know, mm. like I said, I don't really need them except for when the sun is blaring right in my eyes right. as I drive to work. Uh, but, again, only, like, for the last ten minutes of my drive as well. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, like, I, I, I don't think my insurance would be able to cover that, but I am going to try to see if I can get frames that have, like, those clip-on sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, an old pair of glasses that I had had them, like, they came with the actual frames, and so they were perfectly fitted. Because you can get a, like, you know, Walmart right. Right, right, and buy the clip-ons, but they they never just... Yeah, I, could, right. I couldn't find ones that fit my glasses. Yeah. There. So I'm going to see if maybe I can, you know, pay a little extra and, and get something like that. That seems smart. Yeah. That's what I should have done. Like, I even thought about just getting a separate pair of prescription sunglasses, mm. but it was a lot more. So I was just like, eh, whatever, go for yeah. it. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see what happens. Well, wish you luck. Yeah. I appreciate that. Right. So next week, Punk Rock Jesus. Punk Rock Jesus. Fuck yeah. Just like uh, it'll remind, it'll remind me of that Audio Adrenaline concert I went to, because it's like punk rock Jesus music. Never mind. Uh, they're uh, Christian, they a Christian, Christian punk band. I think they're more like 
I mean, I, I don't know if they build themselves as an alternative band or what, but right, right. they're like edgy Christian. Okay. Um, like straight in? Well, obviously, probably straight in. Ah, boy, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they do coke, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's uh, that's allowed in the straight edge charter. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're a Christian, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the only—I may not even be right about this. Though. The only punk Christian band that I can think of is MXPX. Oh yeah, I remember them. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but again, I, I may just have made that up. And Guar, and Guar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not punk, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're more Christian hardcore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I, by that I mean Christian porn. Right. Yeah. And of course, anal cunt. <laughs> anal cunt, yes. <laughs> they are Christian gospel. I will occasionally, uh, tw- I don't know why I'm even telling the story. We should be wrapping up, but I'm going to tell this story <laughs> anyway. Uh, occasionally, I will just, because I think it's hilarious. And again, uh, I think I'm hilarious. Hey, right, uh, right. And I'm the only one that does. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, at least there's one person. Yeah. Uh, but occasionally on Twitter, I will, uh, just write something about anal cunt, just because I think it's fucking hilarious. That there is a band. And they have a new album that yeah, came out last yeah. year. Uh, but like, uh, I don't know, like a year ago, I tweeted something about anal cunt and like, uh, like I got retweeted by like an <laughs> anal cunt fan Twitter account or something like that. Uh, and then like last week I just, no, no, I just posted it cause I thought it was hilarious. But, uh, so, who wants to help me form an Anal Cunt tribute band? <laughs> <laughs> and that also got retweeted by the, the Anal Cunt fan. That's also awesome. account. The, I, you know, I interviewed the lead singer of Anal Cunt once for a, a zine and, uh, over the phone. And, uh, nice he, guy? Uh, he was, yeah, he was very, I mean, he was nice enough to take my call. Like, right. I mean, I called this man out of the blue because I got his number right. and he like did an interview right then on the phone, which is yeah, pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah he could have just told you to fuck off, but you could tell he was really annoyed. Right. Uh, so yeah, but he was nice enough to do it. So well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seth Putnam is the man's name. Yeah. yeah. He might be dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I think not. I read that somewhere. I hope, could be wrong. I, I hope not. Just made that up like oh. I did the MXPX thing. Well, I'm pretty sure he was on the album that came out last year, at least. Uh, it could be a recent thing. Oh, man. Right. Yeah, I guess people do die every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is good for population growth. I mean, it, Usually. it yeah. sort of helps you know, balance things. <laughs> but hopefully it's not him, because yeah, yeah, he's got many years of anal cunt left in him. Or not. Yeah. If he's dead. Yeah, well, yeah. There's that. Punk Rock Jesus, next week. Yeah. Goodbye. Looking forward. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.